I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hello again, Travis. Buddy! My goal is to, in case it's not clear, is to introduce you differently every single time. I'm not yeah, sure if I, I've no, actually done it. that. I get it. You might, you might, you might not have. I don't know. You like, you like introduction shtick. That's it's like one. Of, it's like one of your things. It is one of my things. People, people who have seen your your TV show about Warhammer <laughs> would would know um, that you like introduction shtick. I do indeed. So Travis, we rolled another thing this week. I I blitzed this roll with um, favorite RPG stories from Vincent Travis part dollar sign. Yes, we didn't call it part one and part two because we don't actually know how many they'll be. But this or is the... at which point they'll be done because we're rolling randomly. Who knows if it's going to be part one or part two if we roll which one when? I don't right, know. exactly. You did happen to roll the first one in the list. As nice. Opposed to, yeah, so, so way to go you. I am on it. So, so we're going to talk about our favorite RPG stories, but obviously we're going to try to make sure this has value besides just... You know, us reminiscing and diving deep into some nostalgia. Okay, We're- that's good. That's good because I, I like. I'm gonna be upfront and honest here. I have a, a real issue with with uh, game recall. Okay, like I tend to fire and forget games, even my greatest ran campaigns of all time that I put tons of tons and tons of effort into. Right. Yeah, that's sh- that stuff leaves my head pretty quick. Um, and you know, it's it's both beneficial and a failing because it makes room for new stuff, but you know. It'd be nice to be able to, you know, recall the things that my players and friends are talking about years later. Um, so I have that issue. I also have another issue of I have I have what I would call str- a strange limited experience in playing RPGs. Okay. Okay. So I have not played <laughs> a lot of RPGs. I have GM'd a metric crap ton of RPGs. I GM'd them. Uh, however, I have not taken part in a lot of campaigns as a player. Right. Well, the challenge was, especially, you know, throughout for many years when, when you and I first knew each other a long time ago, you were you were a very perennial GM, right? Like you were always the person people could rely right. on to run a good game. And so as a result, you didn't get to take part in as many right now. It's not that, and it's funny, too, because we all took turns GMing games, but yet it seems that you were the one who most consistently ran the longest game. Yeah, get, I got I got I got games done. I didn't stop. I didn't right. let them let them, you know, tucker out and fade away. I finished my games. And, and if people in our audience are like us, I'm sure that they have similar experiences. And and I bet it's the case because I've heard this from so many people is that, you know, when when we were that age, you never really finished campaigns, right? right. Yeah. In your in your you would run into a 20s. kind of fatigue, um, yeah, with either. your parties and players, or your GM would run into the fatigue. Some kind of fatigue would happen, yep. and someone would just be like, "Yeah, let's not do that tonight. Let's make some characters or something and try something different." Right, and that's a poison. It really, I mean, it's a poison for 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 long running campaigns. Right, schedule conflicts, you know, just just whatever. Right, like it just it was hard to get people together on the rig. Yeah. Okay. But that being so, that's said, my disclaimer. That's my disclaimer. So, so whatever my stories are, they might be might not be so interesting because you know I I wasn't in the driver's seat. Well, I think that that's I, first of all, I think you're underestimating your own stories. Let's start there, okay? Um, but that being said, cool. Yeah, my stories are awesome. Get ready, people. There you go. Prepare yourselves for incredible tales. All right, so so let's jump into it. 
Here, here's what I'm saying right out of the gate. What to what to you actually makes for a memorable RPG moment, a memorable RPG story? What are if you could like if you could sort of categorize? It's okay, it's totally go for easy. It. Go for like it. I like I know exactly what um what has made my my most fond memories of of games. Period. Um and and the stories that that I would tell of them um were. And I'm just going to say, for example, here, uh, I'm going to say with you, okay? Sure. Um, because this has happened with several friends of mine. Every every partnership in character I've ever had with you uh, as a player on the same side of the table, um, we tend to mix conflict and friendship into kind of a, you know, like a tapestry of a story fueled by character instead of metagame or out-of-character ambition, um, which creates great stories of character development and growth. Um, and that makes for great stories for me as far as RPG stories, because you, you, we, ha- we end up ha- with these, uh, these moments of conflict between characters that you wouldn't normally get to see between two players. You would instead see it between like a GM and a player, which ha- takes on a different tone. Right. Um, but this is purely, purely player fueled. Um, and so that's an element, I think, which is, which is uh, having trust in someone else on the same side of the table to play out a story without much GM intervention. Well, so there's one story that immediately comes to mind here, and I assume we're going to tell it today. So, sure, please tell it because because I'd rather not. You yeah, tell okay, it. wow, you want me to you jump tell in the on tale? This. Sure, tell the tale. I was going to give it tell, to you. Tell my story for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's are you sure you don't want this one? Okay, all right, I'll take it. So. The the story Travis is referencing here is goes back to a D&D game that we ran under uh, a, a mutual friend of ours. And I was playing, this is second edition D&D, right? Is this many years ago? Sure, yeah, that sounds right. And uh, I was playing a haughty elvish wizard named Books. Uh, that wasn't his actual name, but that's what I, th- I think you gave me the nickname. Yes, his name ended up being Books. Yeah, I gave him the nickname. Yep, yes. that's the thing. Right. Um, I was kind of, a, I think I was a, a kind of a grizzled veteran dwarf of some, yes. of some, so, yes. So the key to recognize here is that something not essential to memorable moments is originality with characters nope. because Travis and I were executing like living tropes, right? Well, I actually believe we, we were, we looked at, uh, it was, it was in, during an era in time in which we were, we were interested in anime. And yep. we both liked a record of Lodos Wars. Yep. Um, and there happened to be something very similar to that kind of thing going on there. So, yes, like a wizard and a dwarf. That's there you go. Sure. And, and the point is, like, you don't need to have like it's a lot of people, I think, invest too much care into the originality of, of the originality of their character. Like by that, what I mean is like playing a weird race or doing something wholly original with a class or whatever, like the individuality will come if you know who the character is and act accordingly and have a good, you know, have a semi-interesting story in front of you. Like that will make the person unique, not anything to do with the numbers or your choice, your feet choices or, or anything like that. All that's tangential at best. Anyways. So yes, I was the selfish wizard named books. Um, I remember there were so many little fun things in this game, little fun notes. Um, one of the earliest dungeons we went into we uh we ended up taking over and making our base of operations like we took over the dungeon and yeah we, yeah we, we went in we cleared it out and then we were like well this is a nice place right yeah so we, let's keep it 
Exactly. We kept the uh, we even kept the hobgoblin chef who was on staff. If you remember that? Yeah. Uh, I well, adopted. Like, look, look, man, you just stay where you're at, do what you're doing, and we'll keep you. Yeah, exactly. I adopted one of the little goblins as a uh, as an apprentice wizard and taught him to to magic missile, and he hid under my robes. I remember that. That was rather fun. There's a lot of fun color going on in that game. Um, so all, all of that, all of that occurred, but the key is exactly what you said. You and I had what I would call friendly conflict, right? It, it was never anything where like, actually you and I, Vince and Travis, right? Actually right. had a conflict. It was, uh, books and Morokai often had, you know, conflict of some kind. Now it was never like uh disruptive to the game right right it was building to the game because you and i would have these sort of in character debates about what to do and we were both very vocal and both characters had a strong opinion here here are two very different philosophies and how they clash when put into these stressful situations and Co uh, correct it was played it was played out in as realistic a fashion as we could manage um, and so maybe it, maybe to an outsider, it might look like there was some kind of like real argument going on because we were passionate about playing our characters. Um, but then outside of character, it would be like, you know, a few minutes after the argument, it'd be like, you know, you look at each other and you fucking high five. Oh, excuse me. My, my French just popped. You're fine. Yes, correct. Exactly. All these get tagged with explicit. We try not to curse, but hey, it's going to come out. We're human. Anyways. Yes, exactly. It never bled over. And that's one of the keys. Like it, you really do need like those people that you're very comfortable with at the table, right? Because that's what makes the best we're the best role playing because you can get into those ultra tense moments. Mm -hmm. You you can have those real fights and then walk away from it and still be a good friend with that person. But anyways, so the the moment that I think we want to reference specifically because this is the craziest way a game has ever ended. Sadly, Books and Morokai did not get to the end of their road because of conflict, but not because of player conflict. Right. Which is so fascinating to me, right? Like we didn't we didn't stop playing because the players had a fight, which I think happens quite a bit to be completely uh, it, honest. it's 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 certainly a phenomenon. Like it will happen and, and it can happen because people 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 butt heads. You know, the players butt heads because you know not everybody not everybody gets a long period. It's just the way it goes, you know. So Right. Right. And that can bleed into into uh, your games. Um, uh, we may have talked about this before, and I don't know if we have, so maybe we should write a topic about it. But anyways, and I'll, I'll I'll see, and I'll add it to the list. But what ended up happening is, in short, this not to bore our audience to death, but uh, but it's this: the GM presented us with a situation with a a sort of uh, oh, I don't know what I would call it, a Kobayashi Maru. I suppose. Right, there's no wins. It's a no win situation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and. The issue was, uh, there was, we were in a town, a town that we had some kind of, you know, ownership of or, or protection of, and this sort of mercenary guy approached us and said, you have this thing I want. We had a sort of MacGuffin at that moment in time. And he said, you've got this MacGuffin I want. Um, this is in the middle of some big festival in the town. So there's just hundreds of people all around. Right. And, uh, he said, give me the thing. And I'll walk away. Don't give me the thing. And I have people spread throughout this crowd. And I will start murdering random citizens. My people are here. I have an indeterminate number. 
and either you give me what I want or I kill the people you you've said you're going to protect. And there's no way you can stop me. Right. And, and, and don't forget to mention the MacGuffin itself would cause havoc outside of this as well. It, it was a, a far it, – it's, it's like handing over like a nuclear bomb kind of, you know, in the Absolutely. World. Yes. We, we were in this sequestered valley. This was the thing that would open up the valley to this invading army that was pow more powerful than anything in, in the outer world. So, so we had this choice. We could hand it over in an immediate sense – Right. And save the lives. Theoretically, this guy, you know, from what we knew of him, would stick to the bargain. Like we we had all reason to believe he would stick mm -hmm. to the bargain. We had a rapport. We understood what was happening. And that's the way it was going to go. We knew how things would play. Right. So so both of both Travis and I and our characters were on the same page that this guy was a man of his word. OK. And and in, in comes Kirk versus Spock. Correct. In comes Kirk versus Spock. Because if we give the item over, we save the immediate people, right? But we endanger, in, in a not exactly immediate sense, but right. But what we open the door to is hundreds Disaster. of thousands of people being killed. Yes. But if we, uh, if we don't give it over, you know, then yeah, the people die here and now. But we can defeat these guys, right? Because once they reveal themselves... Uh, once they reveal themselves to the Jedi, you know, that's it, right? Sure. So, like, yes, they're going to kill some of the people in the town, but we can stop them. Like, once they show themselves, we'll be able to... They knew they were no match for us, like, as a group, all acting together. That was why they did this plan, as opposed to just trying to confront us and and kill us and take it, right? Because they knew we were actually more competent than them. So they came up with this alternate plan, which I thought was very clever on the part of the GM, by the way. Uh, very much, yes. So, Book's position on this matter was there's only one choice here, right? We don't give them the thing, and we kill these guys as soon as they reveal themselves. Right, because you don't hand over a nuclear weapon to a terrorist. Exactly, under no circumstances. The lives of the few must be sacrificed for the lives of the many. That is the only option. Mm-hmm. And, and and stubborn, stubborn, you know, it must we must do the, the right thing and save everyone guy, yes. which is more guy. My character decided that that was the wrong answer. We have to give it to them and then try to get it back from them and save everyone. Right. Uh, that's the only right option is saving everyone. Um, there's, there's yeah. And that's that's how it how it rolled out. Yep. Um, and this turned into a, a uh, an argument for the ages. Yes. Like. I believe you actually swung your axe at me in the game. Like, because I was like, I had possession of the item at that moment. Right. And I was like, I'm not giving this over to you. And it was so painful, too, because it was like, it was the best friends in character, too. These yes. guys were best friends, even though they always butt heads. They were still best friends. Right. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't malice. It was, it was simply, you, you know... <laughs> You have turned into the enemy all of a sudden, you know? Yes. And I remember how shocked, like, my character was at you having, you know, done this. Like, at, at having attacked me, right? Like, I just left. I took the decision away from you because I just, like, teleported yep. away. Um, Because, of course, that's what the arrogant elf would do, right? Um, So, it ended up breaking the group. Like, it sundered right. the group. 
because there was no coming we, we back were obviously the biggest the biggest personalities in these groups um right. and so the, like the other the other characters just weren't weren't strong enough to bind it together as it was so uh yeah it it broke uh it broke the campaign and i don't think of it in a negative way at all uh it's one of my favorite memories absolutely and my, one of my favorite stories i mean it's such a a heated moment such a a, a great dramatized event well, look, here's the thing. We both stuck to our character. It was the logical conclusion, right? Because neither of us were willing to change. Neither of us were willing to admit we were wrong. There was no other place for this to go. Mm -hmm. Compromise was seemed impossible, you know? Yep. So as unfortunate as that all is, that, that was simply the way of it. Um, yeah, so I love that. I love that story. I love that memory. All right, so what do you got, man? That's mine. You should, I mean, that involved. Oh, yeah, okay, so you took it now. All right. Um, okay, well, I got another one. All right, sure. I have another another memory. Uh, we got um, a ton, I've got a ton of these, by the way. Sure, sure. With, yeah, so the, the lesson there was what made that so real. Like, to me, the lightning in a bottle of why I still remember that almost 20 years later, Travis, is because we had two such richly developed characters who knew and could act and could stick to their personalities. And so even though it ended the game, it was a great memory because I felt I've never, there's, I shouldn't say never, there's been few times, that's one of the few times where I have felt like I fully inhabited that character. And even though it was sad, it was emotional. It had right. real Resonance. emotion. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted, I wanted to make sure we summarize that because that was the critical component. You're never going to get that out of numbers, ever. Nope, not you're you're never gonna get that out of a roll, right? Uh, okay, so here's a story, um, all about how my uh, campaign got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so this is a game. I'm gonna talk to you about a game. It's another second edition game. Most of my most of my actual play memories are from second edition. Right. Um. After after second edition, I I basically GM'd or didn't play at all. <laughs> so this is me GM 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 GM. So here's another play one, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I and some of my friends fondly remember this as the evil campaign, in quotes. Okay, so this is a, a it was a campaign based around evil characters, okay? Um, which was rare for us at the time. Um, we often we we were often put into campaign settings and so forth that that thrived with heroes as opposed to villains as the main characters. So. We decided to, to roll up some characters and allow someone to GM for their first time, okay, during this campaign, which was a huge mistake on looking back at it, okay? I was um, not just, playing in this game, right? This is No, this okay. is, you, 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 would, you wouldn't have any recollection of this at all. Okay. Um, we allowed someone to GM for the first time ever, yeah. um, and we threw uh, basically highly complex evil personalities at this person who had only played in games based around very good heroic noble people before okay and so for their first time out they're they're for they're faced with <laughs> these really despicable awful people um and how and what, what to do with those people so anyways he wasn't experienced enough all right and he made a lot of little mistakes which is totally forgivable for your first time out right um i played a, a fighter thief who was a sadistic calculating mercenary of a bad guy okay Yep. Um, my partner was a null warrior who was a murder-fueled, charismatic beast. Okay, he 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 hated everything and everyone. Loved chaos and pain and killing people and whatever. Okay. 
Real, so, real heartwarming guy. A nice guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, we had a certain rapport together again. As the, the two of us were very, very good in character with each other. We played off of each other's strengths and were able to make believable representations of evil characters working together, which is always difficult, right? right. Because evil doesn't tend to mix well. Either <laughs> I, I, you have a rigid, rigid um, uh, structure evil, which, which is, you know, I guess back in the day you would call it lawful evil or something like that. Um, uh, or you have utter chaos. Um, so we, well, we, made, we made it work. So the, the biggest mistake the GM made happened uh, when we were, we, I don't know, we were, we were going into some situation. I don't even remember what the situation was. Um, but the GM made the mistake of being too attached to an NPC they introduced into the game. Okay. Uh. Um, and th- this, is a, this is a new GM issue, possibly. Um, and and I, I don't I don't fault them for it to this day, um, but they introduced this NPC to the game who happened to also be a character they had played in games past. They decided to introduce their own character as an NPC. Oh boy! Which immediately made them more attached to this character, um, which is unfortunate. As a GM, you cannot be attached to your NPCs in that kind of a that kind of a way. You can like them. And, you know, want them to succeed, but you have to let the game play out the way it goes, right? Right. So they introduced this NPC, and this NPC decided to lend one of their, one of their cherished items to my sadistic calculating thief, okay? Um, which was, I don't know, it was like a ring of regeneration or something of that, that nature, right? Sure. And he handed it over. Um, we were just, we were just playing, uh, playing uh, D&D as normal. Um, whatever the situation we were doing happened and we, uh, we succeeded. Okay. Um, so I, I, and my null partner, we succeeded in whatever the mission was and we got back together with the NPC afterwards. And the NPC was like, give me my, give me my ring of regeneration back. And I was like, I'm sorry, I lost it in the fight. <laughs> okay. So this was a horrible thing to do. I still had the ring. I was going to steal it. I was like, I'm, I'm keeping this thing. This is awesome. Of you course. Know? You're an evil guy. Hello, right, he's, evil. A, he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude, and you just handed him a source of power. So he was like, no. The GM let his emotions get the better of him and decided to murder the character w- without rolling or anything like that. He was just like, you're dead. My character incinerates you or something like that. And so my character died, and there was there's there's the ring in the, in the uh, ashes. Of my my incinerated character, um, this was like an instant decision. The GM was just like, "You're dead," and I was like, "What? Okay." Now I was mature enough to handle this. I was like, "Okay, you're better uh, than most people." Let me just say that. Right. This is rough. Right. This is a really rough story. So, but I was mature enough to handle it. I was just like, "Okay, I'm just gonna stay calm." There, there's no reason to piss this GM off, GM off anymore. I was in. I was playing my character. I wasn't trying to actually hurt him. You know, or take away from something that he 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 loved like he loved his character i understand that that happens and so that that gm went away <laughs> okay the gm sure. didn't, we we didn't play in that game again but on the other side of it we were just uh, like like i and my partner the uh the the, the guy who was playing the knoll was like man we really like these characters they were fun so he was like let's get another gm and just i'm going to have my knoll go on a quest to try and resurrect you and I was like, okay, let's do that. So he does, and he, he goes off on this epic quest, finds a way to get me resurrected, 
And then those two characters with the, with a new GM um, or GMs, actually plural, we started to just to just rotate GMs through this campaign, uh, including ourselves. Um, ended up taking over a continent and amassing a hor- horrible evil army and becoming epic friends for the ages. So out of the ashes of the worst the worst game came one of the best games. I love everything about that story. I love the, the I love the so one of the things that's great about these games is that ultimately you can like it is a fantasy, right? Like there is total this is, fantasy. Yeah, this is imagination at play, and we can choose to be bound by the sort of rules and restrictions of of the world when we want to or not. And I don't feel like a lot of times people have weird relationships with the death of characters because if death is too easy to to get out of, then certainly yes, death can sometimes lose its meaning. Right. I I, I don't I don't I don't argue with that at all. But in this case, you do have that option. It's a fantasy world. You were able to go out there and say, no, let's, this is a fantasy world. Let's, let's bring this character back. Let's do this, right? Yeah, it was interesting because we, we, we didn't decide to do any kind of reboot or reset. We just decided that happened. That's canon. That happened. Like, we're, we're going to live with this mistake. Right. And, and, and simply roll with the punch and see if we can come up with something fun to come out of that. So, and we did. And that's that's just fantastic. I love everything about that. You know, the the what do you think is the thing that makes that so memorable to you? Is it because you chose it's it, adversity. It, it, there, yeah. There's an adversity to it. Yeah. I would also say you chose to actually in some measure grab control of the narrative not just from a, a you know, in-game point of view, but almost both simultaneously as the like as players, you decided to to take control of the narrative to say, look, right. we're not going to let yep. that be the case. But then also his character made a real decision of like, I'm not going to let this be the end of my my friend. Right. This is not the end of my friend. And this is a bad guy. So he obviously saw value in this other really bad guy. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I think that the, I like everything about that because it it does, it shows so much to like your personal investment in the narrative, as it were, right? How much you care about the story and about sort of excising control over it, I think is is something that's very telling about it. It's easy to become complacent, I think, and just let the story happen, right? It would have been very easy for you to walk away from that game and just been like, well, that sucked. Let's make some new characters. Let's find a new GM. Let's do something different. Right. Instead of lingering on a bad taste, we made a different decision. Right. And, and, but I think that it, what it really shows is that, you know, maybe you don't need such a horrible <laughs> precursor, hopefully, to kickstart it. But, like, you have just as much of responsibility, I think, as a For player. For the fun of the game. Yes. To, to, make, to take the narrative to great directions. And all, Trav, all the best stories I would share, okay, are, are there and are memorable because they're some mix of the players and the GM working back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. I've never been, none of my memorable stories come out of a GM alone crafting a story that I experienced. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, that I just was a a sort of, like, you watch a movie, you experience that, right? You're, you're not an active participant in that. This is a different medium. And I think if you let yourself just become a passive participant in the process that you're almost by necessity asking for for a subpar experience. 
I mean, does that yeah, make sense to you? Yep, total sense. I like it. Yeah. So take control of that narrative. I think that's that's the thing. I, I can't believe our two stories that we've told. We've shared two, and we've got almost a half hour. Wow, okay. That's why I knew this was going to be a multi-part episode. So there you go. I, I think we're probably good with just those first two. We summed up a lot of good points. We're going to come back to this again in the future. I, I know I have many more stories I want to share. Sure. All right. Yeah. So we'll call that uh, favorite RPG stories for Vincent Travis part uh, dollar sign. There you go. Undesigned. Undesigned. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. We certainly appreciate you listening. Uh, as always, email is in the description down below. Don't hesitate to reach out and give us a shout about what you want to hear us cover in the future. We do always love that. And as always, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. I hate RPG stories. Thank you.